Hi, this is John Leahy, host of Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. I wanted to take a moment and thank you for tuning in to the podcast on a weekly basis. I truly appreciate my great audience. I'd also like to encourage you to consider subscribing to the podcast. We're on Apple and Spotify and virtually any place where podcasts are heard. So if you like the content, please consider subscribing. I appreciate it once again. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. I'm John Leahy, your host. Thank you so much for being with us here on the podcast this week. I'd like to thank my guest from last week, Joshua Cummins from the New England Hockey Journal. Josh stopped by, and we had some Hockey East talk as we have hit pretty much the first half of the season. Uh, We have just another week or two to go. Uh, before we officially hit the halfway mark of the college hockey season. So Josh and I had a wonderful chat last week, and uh, Josh gave me his thoughts as we hit the halfway mark. So uh, if you'd like to go back and check out that episode, we have it up on the website uh, that we have for the podcast, and you can find that at LeahyStorytelling.com. That's L-E-A-H-Y, LeahyStorytelling.com. All the episodes that we have done are there. If you want to search for a particular episode on the website, there is a search bar there. And you can uh, type in any name of any guest we've had. It'll pull up all the uh, conversations that we've done in the past. And uh, you can listen to any of the episodes. So uh, that is a cool feature of the website. There's also some other cool things on there. You can also uh, check out the blog I have. We uh, also have videos up there. Anytime I post a music video to YouTube, uh, you can find it on the website there. It automatically uploads, so that's kind of a cool feature. There is also a way for you to leave a voice message for me. There's a purple microphone at the lower right-hand corner of each page, so if you'd uh, care to leave me a voicemail, uh, I would love to hear from you, and I would uh, be uh, certainly interested to uh, engage in a dialogue Uh, So if you uh, are interested in doing that, please feel free. Uh, I also wanted to, again, remind folks that I have my uh, revamped website up at uh, johnrlahey.com. And on uh, on my homepage, on the um, website I have, the podcast links directly to uh, the new website. So everything's interchangeable. And uh, so there's some really cool things there. And I hope you enjoy uh, the website and the podcast. Um, If you like what you hear, uh, please consider subscribing. As we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, a few other places. The website will tell you exactly where uh, you can pick up the podcast. So I would be uh, deeply grateful if uh, you'd care to subscribe if you enjoy the content. So uh, here we are. It is a Tuesday night, and it is... uh, 
very late. It's almost 10 o'clock, and this is a rarity for me because uh, usually I have uh, episodes pretty much well planned out in advance. Uh, This week, however, is a little bit different. Uh, I have struggled to come up with a podcast episode for this week, so I have a few ideas that I'll uh, talk to you about, and uh, hopefully it'll be uh, entertaining for you. It's really, you know, three part a three-part episode here, uh, three segments within an episode, if you will. I want to give you an update on uh, my books as that's moving along very, very nicely. I want to tell you about some upcoming attractions uh, that we'll have, not just on the podcast, but things I'm going to be up to. And uh, also, I'm going to relate a story of mine from before I actually started in the broadcasting industry, uh, a year before, I had a, an interesting experience that I'd like to share. And I haven't talked about this very much, so I thought the podcast would be a good uh, avenue uh, to discuss that. So we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, some ideas for what's coming on the podcast. Well, uh, this particular episode that we're doing right now, that's going to be published tomorrow. So that's going to be the 6th of December. Uh, so you'll hear it on this uh, Wednesday, the 6th. The, the week after, uh, I am uh, contemplating having a guest on who is a uh, well-renowned movie critic. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, getting her on the podcast, so uh, I'll have more information uh, after we discuss it. But uh, it should be a fun episode if we can swing that. That has, that has not been confirmed yet, but uh, we're looking into that. And in two weeks, uh, that particular podcast episode has been set. This will air on the 20th of December, and it's going to be Sounds of the Season. So I'm going to play some Christmas music for you. We'll have an episode. It should be a little bit under an hour. And uh, that's kind of a yearly thing that I do. And so December 20th is actually going to be kind of a big day because it's going to be all Christmas uh, all the time uh, on that day because uh, we have uh, the podcast episode, which will deal with Christmas music on the morning of the 20th when it publishes. And then in the evening on the 20th, I'm going to have a live show on my internet radio station with Christmas songs. Now, my internet radio station is something that I launched, you know, not not long ago, and I've had some good experiences with it. I've done a couple of live shows with it. I've also had some uh, sports broadcasts on the internet radio station. And one of the sports broadcasts, by the way, I was hoping to do with it was the Thanksgiving Day football game between my hometown, the Stoughton Black Knights, and the Canton Bulldogs. Canton won the game, by the way, 19 to nothing. I know I had talked about that, uh, doing the game. But I wound up not doing the game, and the reason was was because of a, a security firewall which was in place in the press box in Stoughton. Now, I learned a pretty valuable lesson, and that is when you're broadcasting um, – when you're doing a, a pre-check at a broadcast site, just because you have a connection to the Internet, just because you can connect, that does not mean you're going to be able to push the broadcast out. That was a valuable lesson learned. I had gone over there a couple of weeks prior. I brought my iPad over, and I, te- I tested the Internet there, and I got the Wi-Fi. So I'm figuring, I'm figuring okay, 
we're all set. We're going to come in Thanksgiving morning. We're going to broadcast the game. No sweat. Well, I get to the site, and everything's all set up. I do a pre-test before the game to uh, start the server, and I'm getting nothing. And the server won't push out. And we tried everything. We tried rebooting. We tried checking the settings. We tried everything we could. Uh, but there apparently was a firewall in the press box that did not allow us to broadcast. So fortunately, uh, Canton uh, Television was there, and I was teaming up with them uh, originally to do the audio broadcast, but they were streaming it live on YouTube. So we wound up <laughs> at the last minute shifting gears, and we, we wound up being on YouTube. In fact, if you go to YouTube, uh, you can probably see the broadcast. I think it's under CHS video. So uh, sometimes in broadcasting, you have to uh, change rapidly at the last minute when things kind of go haywire. And so that was a lesson learned. Uh, but uh, I have some games planned in the future. And uh, I've got a couple of high school hockey games that I'm going to be covering on the internet radio station. Uh, I'm kind of uh, digressing here a little bit, but um, the games are going to be December 30th, which is a game between uh, Stoughton Brockton High School and Holliston High School. That's going to be December 30th at the rink in Franklin, Massachusetts, the Veterans Memorial Skating Rink. 5.30 will be the face-off time, so uh, I'm going to go over ahead of time and uh, do a dry run, including uh, a mock broadcast before we do the game, so uh, We'll make sure that we can get it out on the air. And then on January 10th, I have another high school hockey game, and that's going to be at the AZF Arena in Brockton. That's going to be on the 10th of January, and that's going to be a 4 o'clock game. So, again, we will uh, do the dry run, not only with checking the Internet. I've actually already been to both rinks, and I've checked the Internet. And they both work. But, again, we're going to try a quick mock broadcast before we go on the air just to make sure that, on the day of the game, there are no surprises. I do not like surprises as a broadcaster. And uh, I got a surprise on Thanksgiving morning, and it was a learning experience. So I'm kind of digressing. But I go back to the 20th of December. So we're going to have the podcast episode with the holiday music. We're going to publish that for the 20th. And then on the evening of the 20th, which uh, I'm shooting for 7 o'clock, uh, we are going to have a live show with Christmas music on the internet radio station. Now, to go to the internet radio station and to find it, um, I'm asking people to go to my website, which is at johnrleahy.com. I talked about that at the outset. On the top of the website, you'll see some menu choices there. One of the menu choices you'll see is the word more. When you click on more, then you'll see you know, a bunch of options that you can choose from. Uh, there's a calendar of events there. There's also some stuff on audiobook narration. And the Internet Radio Station is one of the options. So you just click on Internet Radio, and that will bring up the Internet Radio Station. And you just scroll to the bottom, and uh, you can click Play. You know, Once I launch the broadcast at the venue or wherever I'm at, then you'll see an option to click the Play button, and uh, you just tune in. So uh, that's what we have coming up on the Internet Radio Station. And, again, that's going to be on the 20th. But uh, I also have a live show coming up at Buffalo Wild Wings in Chicopee, Massachusetts. That's going to happen next week, December 13th. 
And I'll be going out to Buffalo Wild Wings and Chicopee once again to do, to do a live show there. And I've done a couple of them. And again, that's a learning experience. The first one I did was with my colleague, my good friend and colleague, Brock Hines, who lives out there. And I did a solo show, which was very, very challenging. It's extremely challenging. I think for a live show, you really need two people. And that was another learning experience I had. But on December 13th, which is next Wednesday, a week from today, I'm going to be going out there. I'm going to be joined by a uh, former colleague and a close friend uh, by the name of Jerry Girardi. And uh, we're going to be, go out and give this live show thing another shot. So that's going to be on December 13th. By the way, if you go on the calendar on my website, which is at johnrleahy.com, um, you can check the calendar and you'll see everywhere that I'm going to be, whether it's doing a game or whether it's doing a live show or you can see all the podcast releases. Uh, you can see all that stuff on the website. So everything that I'm doing and I'm uh, going to be doing in the future, uh, you can just go to the website and you can find all that stuff. But uh, we have, you know, a couple of live hockey games coming up on the station, and we also have uh, that live show coming up on the 13th. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And basically, I'm just I'm looking for opportunities to get programming on the air. Now, I'm not at the point where I'm making money with it yet. Um, that is something that I'm trying to learn about. And, you know, it just makes sense to, to get this technology up and going. I invested a lot of time and capital to get this up and running. By the way, when I'm not um, broadcasting live events, there is music playing 24-7. I have what's called an auto DJ, which is set up, and it plays music around the clock. I have Christmas music set up now on the station, and I can continue to add um, content to it. I've got 36 Christmas songs up there now, and the challenge with Christmas songs is you, you can't always use them because they're copyright protected. So um, I've been able to get some stuff up there, and, and I hope to get more uh, in the immediate future. So uh, again, uh, the internet radio station is up and running, and uh, you can find it at johnrleahy.com, and you can choose internet radio uh, from the more uh, option uh, up on top. So check the calendar, uh, please. Go go and check the calendar, and you'll see exactly where I am and what I'm doing. And uh, I'm trying to make it as uh, interactive uh, a process as possible. And uh, it's always been a dream of mine to have this opportunity to go out and, and do content on my own terms. Uh, again, they, you know, they say do what you love and the money will follow. And uh, I'm banking on that. And uh, hoping that, uh, you know, that the, the financial piece will uh, come along uh, in the very near future. So uh, I, I wanted to just talk about that a little bit and uh, the Internet radio station and the website. And uh, I'm really trying to push it, really trying to push it. And the sky's the limit. I'm always looking for ideas uh, to do live programming on it. And uh, so this is... Again, we're early in the process here, but I continue to try and learn and grow. So I wanted to get that out there. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about is uh, the process of my books. Now, you can also check out the process of my books on the website uh, in that same area I told you about, uh, the area um, up on top where you can select more as an option. Books and writing is one of the topics you can select. And uh, if you click on books and writing, you'll see uh, the books that I've written. And you can see the progress 
uh, of those books as they're soon to be re-released. And I'm very excited about that. Uh, the first book is a book I wrote back in 2009 about the minor league baseball team that I worked with out in Kalamazoo, Michigan, the independent Frontier League Kalamazoo Kings. And I wrote a book called Living a King's Life, which uh, chronicled the day-by-day experiences of that baseball team. I was, the backstory behind that was uh, I was working in Lynn, Massachusetts for the first three years of my minor league baseball broadcasting career. I was with the North Shore Spirit in Lynn, Mass. from uh, 2005 to 2007. The Spirit were uh, in business for five years, and I did the last three years of their team's existence before they uh, folded up shop. And at the end of the uh, 2007 season, when it became known that the Spirit weren't coming back, I was going crazy uh, trying to hook on with another team. I sent resumes out to, gosh, every pretty much every minor league baseball team in the country. And I made contact with the Kalamazoo Kings, and they were really the only team that showed an interest in having me come out there and do work for them. I remember the general manager, his name was Joe Rosenhagen, really nice guy. And Joe really made me feel wanted, and he made me feel like he wanted me there. And so I wound up going out there for a couple of years, and boy, am I glad I did. Uh, They say... Some of the best friends you make in broadcasting are the friends you make in minor league baseball because minor league baseball is unlike any other animal you'll ever encounter. Minor league baseball is different. You know, it's it's a daily uh, work schedule. Daily, you, You're working daily, and you're on a bus half the summer, and you wind up really bonding with the players. You know, a couple of years ago, I did a – Uh, an episode with some former players on the Kalamazoo Kings. And uh, that was just so much fun. And I have such fond memories of that time. Well, I wrote a book about that experience. uh, The second year, the second and final year that I worked in Kalamazoo. And uh, and that was a season where uh, the Kings made the postseason and were eliminated in the opening round by the Lake Erie Crushers. But Um, I wrote a book about it, and uh, I'm very excited to say it's being re-released. I'm expecting that it'll be ready to go on sale in February, and uh, I'm going to keep you posted on the website. And uh, I'll also probably drop a few mentions here on the podcast, but the book is at the printer now. Uh, I've gotten the cover design done. I've gotten the artwork done. I've gotten all the preliminaries done. And uh, right now it is at the printer and it's being printed, and I'm going to be getting 10 free copies sent to them by the publisher. And at that point, we're real close to having a press release and getting it out there. So when the book comes out, this is one of two books uh, that uh, will be coming out, and I'll tell you about the second one in a second. But when these books come out, they are going to be available everywhere you buy books. You can buy them on Amazon. You'll be able to buy them at Barnes & Noble. And there will be uh, e-books available. And uh, basically any place where you want to order a book, uh, the book will be on sale. And uh, I'm also contemplating uh, getting in touch with the Barnes & Noble in Kalamazoo, Michigan, see if we can pitch uh, getting the books on their shelves. may have to take a trip out there to 
kind of talk that through. And I would also like to have uh, some book signings. I'm going to talk to the local Barnes & Noble here, and uh, we're going to see if we can get uh, these books in the book stores. And uh, if that happens, I would then be um, very much interested in doing some book signings. So all that stuff is going to be updated on the website, and uh, I'm also giving kind of a verbal update with it too. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Now, the second book that I wrote is also uh, being republished, reproduced, whatever you will. And uh, it's called Breakaway Wisdom. It's a book I'm very proud of. It's a book that I wrote in conjunction with Hockey East and the coaches of the men's Hockey East teams. Now, this was a book I wrote uh, several years ago. It was uh, back, I want to say, around 2014 that the book originally came out. But again, we're, we're republishing it. And uh, I've also added a chapter to that book. Uh, I had a chance to talk to UConn head coach Mike Cavanaugh, and we added some material for him for the uh, upcoming book. And uh, it basically is a book about success, and it is a book about success concepts in which uh, I introduced a success concept to a coach, and I had him speak on that concept as it relates to uh, his hockey team. And uh, we talked about success through the lens of these coaches based on his experiences with the hockey team. And then I also gave my own uh, particular slant on each success topic at the end of each chapter. So I think it's a great book. It's a fascinating read. And uh, I think that uh, if you're a true hockey fan, and even if you're not a hockey fan, if you're a self-help fan, you'll love it. Now, the coaches featured, uh, you know, this was uh, back almost a decade ago, so I had a chance to talk to Jerry York at Boston College. I had a chance to talk to Jack Parker at Boston University, Dick Umilly up at UNH, Nate Lehman at Providence, who uh, was the first coach I interviewed for the book. And um, Nate and Norm Bazan at UMass Lowell are the only two coaches still in Hockey East uh, that contributed to the book. So there's been a lot of change over the past decade, but uh, there's a lot of good stuff in the book. So that book right now is it's not at the uh, it's not at the uh, printer yet. Uh, we're doing uh, some we're doing the steps before the printer. We're doing the art design and the cover design, and uh, I've just been in contact with them and uh, I've passed on some information. So we're close. We're very close to Breakaway Wisdom uh, being in that stage where it goes to the final print. And uh, I'm expecting, so I'm hoping, and I'm going to get final confirmation on this, but I'm hoping that Living a King's Life will be ready in February or so, and then Breakaway Wisdom will be right after that. So I was thinking that Breakaway Wisdom would uh, hit the bookshelves in the early spring. So uh, again, updates on that will happen on the website, and I'm very, very proud of uh, these two books. And there is a third book that I wrote, which I'm not uh, going to republish at the moment because the publishing uh, road that I took is extremely uh, expensive. And so I'm going to wait on the third book, which is kind of like a biography of, of what I've done in sports broadcasting and kind of a, a um, kind of a life story, if you will. And uh, you know, my life story certainly isn't complete, so I'm not in any real hurry 
to do anything with that third book. But I do have copies of it. So people will notice if they go to the website and they go to the book section, uh, if they want a copy of that third book, which is incidentally called Calling the Shots, I do have multiple copies of that. So if people want to explore that book, I have the link on my website where they can just go and, and contact me and uh, we, we can make arrangements for that. So uh, just a, a quick update on the books. And again, the process is moving along nicely. And I'm hoping to have some real good news on that within uh, the next couple of weeks. Uh, open mic. wanted to talk very briefly about open mic before I get into my story that I promised you. Uh, tonight, Wednesday night, December 6th, I'm going to make the trek up to Concord, New Hampshire to do an open mic. Now, Concord is a city that I'm very familiar with. I've done a lot of open mics up there. Uh, in the past, I've gone to an establishment by the name of Area 23, but Area 23 is no longer. Uh, they've actually, they actually have plans to move to a different section of Concord, and that particular establishment has not opened yet. So that particular place, uh, you know, I may explore that down the road. But I'm playing at a place that I've never gone to, and it was suggested to me by my friend Ken Kale, who he's been on the podcast uh, lots of times. So Ken, who knows a whole lot more about Concord, New Hampshire than I do, suggested a place called the Bank of New Hampshire Stage, and that's located in Concord, New Hampshire. I have no idea where it is. Thank God for GPS. So I'm going to make the trip up there. I'm going to play tonight, and uh, I will probably get about three songs to play. You know, it varies from place to place, but usually it's usually between three and five songs. So I don't even know what songs I'm going to play yet because I've been so busy with hockey broadcasting between Merrimack and also uh, the Bridgewater Bandits. I had a game earlier yesterday, as a matter of fact, so uh, that's part of the reason why I'm so late with recording this. Of course, we're going to publish it right on time, but I was hemming and hawing about the fact that uh, I was really struggling to come up with an episode, but I think we're we're doing okay. But anyway, uh, tonight I'm going to be up at the Bank of New Hampshire stage in Concord, New Hampshire. Ken has assured me that uh, it is a spectacular venue, great for open mic, and so I'm always up for a, a new adventure, a new challenge, if you will. So I'm going to be heading up there. I've been also be do been doing uh, open mics in my hometown at a place called J&G Hillside Grill, which is on Park Street in Stoughton on uh, Route 27. Their open mics are on Thursday night. I was there last week, and it's always a good time. Uh, you always have the potential to see uh, some friends that, uh, you know, and maybe some friends that uh, you haven't seen in a while. So the the unique thing about that uh, place is that it's located on a golf course. Uh, in the hometown I grew up in, Stoughton, Mass., uh, they have one golf course, and it's called Cedar Hill. And it's located on Route 27, which is on Park Street, which is not far from the Brockton line, if you're familiar with Massachusetts geography. So um, that place has been open, and I've been going there once a month, and I'm going to continue to go there, I'm sure. Uh, it's a great place to, to go and uh, listen to live music, and they have a terrific menu as well um, with uh, good food and good drinks. So I am uh, probably going to go back to J&G &G in January. Um, 
And uh, I'm going to devote my December open mic to the one I have uh, tonight, which is going to be, again, at the Bank of New Hampshire stage in Concord, New Hampshire. So if there's anybody local to that area and you want to stop in, I'm going to be showing up around, uh, I'd say, 6 o'clock just to try to get the lay of the land. And then, you know, they usually have a sign-up book, so I'll sign it. And then, uh, who knows? You know, probably go on about 8 or 8.30, and uh, we'll play a couple of tunes. So um, looking forward to that. And that's uh, coming up later on tonight uh, in Concord, New Hampshire. So I wanted to touch on the music. And by the way, you can check out my music events as well on the website at johnrlahey.com on the calendar, calendar of events. And all of the events are color-coded, which makes it, nice and easy. So you'll notice that if you go on the website and you're looking for my music events, just look for uh, the green uh, items on the calendar. All the music events are in green. And I think all the hockey events that I do are in yellow. So uh, that is, um, you know, kind of a quick way to just kind of keep tabs on what I'm doing and, and where I am. So I know that the, the calendar has been really helpful. I know people have been re- reaching out to me for side work and uh, I tell them to, you know, go ch- and check the calendar and, um, you know, it's been helpful for them. I know uh, there was a um, radio station up in Maine that I did a couple of high school football games and uh, I know the owner of the station utilized the calendar to check on my availability and also some folks associated with uh, the um hockey that I do. They check the calendar. So uh, it, it, it's all in one. So you'll see everything there. And uh, I'll keep tabs on the music events there as well. This is Airing It Out Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth. I'm John Leahy. Again, no guests this week. Um, and uh, next week we will, uh, in all likelihood, have a guest with us. And then we'll have the uh, Christmas holiday episode on December 20th. And probably December 27th we'll well, yeah, we'll probably do like a year in review kind of thing where we look back at 2023. I will tell you that 2023 was a heck of a lot better than 2022 was. And uh, I think I touched on this at the year-end episode last year. 2022, I would have to say, was probably the worst year of my life. I mean, I lose my dad. We had uh, a major, major uh, home accident here, a water damage, and that put us in a state of flux for nine solid months. And it really tested uh, my resolve. So uh, very glad to put 2022 behind us. But at the end of 2023, uh, you know, uh, which is in three weeks, is it? Three weeks or four weeks, maybe. Uh, we'll uh, we'll go back and take a look at some of the highlights of uh, 2023. So that's kind of where my mind is at in terms of future podcast episodes. So I'll close this episode with that story I was alluding to when we uh, signed on here. And it's a story that goes back to 2004. And this was a year before I got involved in broadcasting. Um, I went to broadcast school in 2005. That's how I launched my career. I was 40 years old when I made the decision to make the switch and uh, go after my life's dream. And boy, am I glad I did. But uh, back in 2004, a year before I officially got into the business, I had the itch. And I became aware of a contest that was going on in the greater Boston area, and I guess all of New England, as a matter of fact. Uh, it was 
called uh, Announcer for an Inning, and it was sponsored by Nesson and Sam Adams. And the contest involved people going around to area bars and calling a live inning or, or a segment of a Red Sox game. And you would go into a bar where Sam Adams was uh, sponsoring this contest, and you'd go and you'd audition. And then if you were chosen to be a finalist, uh, you would compete against two other people for a chance to uh, go and audition in front of a large panel of Boston sports media people. And so uh, I went on uh, I went to a few bars and and uh, practiced calling that inning uh, did that inning and uh, you know it went well enough that I wound up uh, making it to the uh, final and I was they had you know different uh, groups of finalists so by the way to make a long story short, by the time I got to Fenway Park, there was a bar next to Fenway where we did these auditions in front of uh, these people like Len Ordway and Sean McDonough and Bob Lobel and Mike Lynch. Um, so I got to the point where I was named a finalist. And the way that uh, you got the chance to go to this final audition was that uh, people would have the opportunity to vote online. They would, you know, they would have um, the the three people to choose from. They'd have the ability to watch the, you know, auditions that we did in the bar, in the first phase of the competition in the bar. And then when the finalists, you know, were uh, assembled there, you had a chance to vote online for uh, the candidate you thought uh, should advance to the finals. So I was voted in, and I got to the finals. And I think there were, I'm trying to remember the number of finalists that auditioned at that Fenway bar in the final round. I think there were, I want to say either six or seven of us. So uh, the contest was sponsored by Sam Adams in part, and Jim Cook, who was the uh, owner of Sam Adams, uh, he was there, and uh, so was Mike Adams. Mike Adams of WEI was the MC of the event. So basically, in the final round, when you're competing, and by the way, the the grand prize was if you won that final audition at Fenway in front of all these uh, celebrity judges, you would have the opportunity then to go to Fenway Park and do an inning with Don Orsillo and Jerry Remy. And so uh, the contestants were chosen at random. When the day came for the finals, um, for the, the final round there in front of the judges, the contestants were chosen at random, okay? And guess who drew number one? That's right, I did. I was the first one to go up. Now, I'll tell you that being chosen number one is probably not ideal. It's probably the worst position you can be in uh, because, you know, the nerves are there and you don't know, you don't have any reference experiences to, uh, you know, kind of give you an idea of what you should do, what you shouldn't do. So I went up, I was first, 
And I gave a pretty strong showing, I thought. And the reason why I say that, not that my opinion matters, but the reason why I say that is because I got feedback after the competition from people like Bob Lobel, people like Mike Lynch. Anyway, so I'll get to that in a minute. But I went first. I thought I did a pretty strong job. And then, like I said, there were about uh, five, six, I don't know, maybe seven other people that competed. And uh, so the fact that I went first, so that kind of gave me the quote-unquote unwanted ability to watch everybody else and see how the contest was going to unfold, you know, because you don't have an idea what the judges are looking for, all right, because they don't tell you that. They don't tell you, you know, you got to do this to impress the judges. You got to do this to impress the judges. No, you got to, they give you a video clip without audio, and uh, you had to provide the play-by-play for that clip. So, as I said, I went first. I thought I went well. But as the contest uh, progressed, you know, I saw, you know, different uh, people going up and, and trying different styles and whatnot. And the judges would give their comments after each person had announced. So I got my comments. And uh, then number two would come on. He would announce. And then he'd get the comments. And you go right down the line. So... At the end of the competition, they announced the results, and I did not win. I came in second place out of the number of contestants that were there. I don't remember. Like I said, it was maybe six or seven or maybe even eight. But I came in second, and I was devastated because I thought that my performance was good enough to get the job done. I remember I lost out to a gentleman by the name of Ken, and I don't remember his last name. And so um, here's the funny story about all of this. Now, I mean, hey, if you lose, you lose, right? As long as you leave it out there, as long as you give every amount of effort you have and you leave it out there, then, you know, you don't feel bad about losing. Yeah, you feel bad about losing, but at least you gave it an honest effort, right? So apparently uh, there was some... um, how should I say, there was some disagreement among the judges. Um, Many of them, and I don't say this to blow my own horn, certainly, because I'm the last person who should blow his own horn, but there were some judges there that told me that I should have won. And Bob Lobel was one of those people that came up to me after the final decision was made, and I was the runner-up, by the way. So if Ken uh, couldn't make it, to Fenway, and like he's he's not going to make it, right? No, um, I was the runner-up. So if Ken could not make it, then uh, you know I would take his place. And I remember there was a write-up in the Boston Herald about it after the fact. But the funny part of the story is Bob Lobel came up to me, I, and I don't remember if I had approached him first. I think I went around to the judges and shook their hand and, and thanked them. And uh, I remember. Bob Lobel coming up to me after the event was over. And, you know, I <laughs> he basically said, you got screwed. But he didn't say it in that, you know, kind of way. He kind of used more direct language, if you catch my drift. And then uh, the next day, I made it a point 
to email as many of those judges as I could. I remember emailing Mike Lynch from Channel 5. Ed Harding was another one of the judges. He was a guy from Channel 5, and uh, he was one of the guys that I emailed. I also emailed Bob Lobel, and uh, I believe I also emailed Glenn Ordway and Sean McDonough. Basically, I tried to reach out to every uh, possible judge that I could. And the support that I got back from those guys was incredible. I still, to this day, have those email responses in a binder here in my house. And that was a big, big motivator to me. I remember, I remember my, uh, my wife came with me that night, and... It was very difficult at the end of the night because she could see how devastated I was, how upset I was at losing. And, you know, she had to try to find the words to try and comfort me after that because I was I was shattered. I really was shattered. It took me a long time to get over that. But I think things worked out pretty well in the end. I mean... I've been in the industry now since 2005. I'm doing Division I college hockey for Merrimack College, which I've done uh, for going on 20 years now. I've had 16 glorious years in minor league baseball between my time in Lynn, Mass., my time in Kalamazoo, Michigan., the year I spent in Florence, Kentucky, with the Florence Freedom, who are now the Florence Yalls, by the way. And uh, then, after my one year in northern Kentucky, I came back here and uh, did a year with the Worcester Tornadoes, who were another team in the Can-Am League. I did the, the public address announcing, and I got to send a shout-out to my friend Nick Gagalis, who was doing the play-by-play for the Tornadoes, and uh, he graciously kept me in mind for that position, so that was a fun summer. But then the Lowell Spinners kind of came into the picture, and I did some work with Ken Kale. I wound up doing some years uh, by myself with the Spinners a little bit later on. And the experiences I had in Lowell were were just incredible. And uh, the places I got to see and and getting to call a championship series in my last year there was, was incredible. But Again, I'm, I'm just kind of digressing here, but I, my point is, for lack of a better word or phrase, I think I got the last laugh. Because at the time, when I lost in that competition, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to follow my dream. Didn't know if it was ever going to happen. One thing I can tell you is that I started way too late. That's, a, that's the biggest regret I have because I've known since I was about five years old back in 1969, I've known that this is what I've wanted to do with my life. I made some choices career-wise that in hindsight were wrong, but... I got to take some positives out of that. I worked in mental health for 15 years. I worked with 
the uh, population of, of uh, mentally retarded folks and very low-functioning individuals. Now, my degree is in psychology. So at the time, I'm thinking, all right, you know, I've got a degree. I'm using it. But after about 15 years in that industry and how burned out I got, and that includes a three-year stint in California, by the way, um, after that experience, uh, I realized that I've gone as far as I can go in mental health, and it's time to pursue my dream. And although it didn't start out, it didn't start out all that great with that loss, that setback in 2004. But again, I don't know how much good came out of it. It was a great experience to be able to ply my trade, although it was just starting in front of these celebrity judges, although hey, I've been broadcasting since I was five informally, but my first formal experience with it was that experience. So I think, you know, in some ways a lot of good did come out of it. The very next year I wound up getting hired by the North Shore Spirit and the rest, as they say, is history. So I just wanted to share that story because we all kind of suffer adversity in our lives. And the secret, I guess, is trying to take that adversary, uh, that um, adversity, and make it work for you. And I think, in some ways, I was able to do that. I'm not done with broadcasting by any stretch of the imagination. I'm going to be 60 years old next year, but I figure, as long as my health holds out, my eyesight holds out. I've got a good 12 years left. I want to do this into my 70s if I can. And uh, I'm still high energy. I'm still very motivated. And as long as my voice holds out, as long as my health holds out, I'm not going anywhere. I'm trying to get back into baseball this summer. I'm having a dialogue with the team right now as we speak. I've been out of baseball since... COVID hit in 2020, and uh, since minor league baseball was restructured by major league baseball, so I've been out for four years, and I want to get back in because I think I still have enough in the tank in spite of the grind of baseball. I still have enough in the tank. I still have the interest. And I hope to be back in a baseball broadcast booth very soon, maybe even this summer. So I'll keep you posted on that. Again, my website will have all the info of everything I'm up to, everything I'm doing. It's at johnrlahey.com. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Again, uh, I will hopefully have a guest next week. And I'm working on that as soon as tomorrow to try to get that in place. Two weeks we'll have the sounds of the season, as uh, the music's never going to die. I'll be playing music till the day I die. So we'll have that for you, and then uh, maybe a New Year's podcast on the last Wednesday of the month. Thanks so much for tuning in. Considering I didn't know what I was going to talk about uh, right up until I hit the record button here, I think this episode turned out pretty well. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the week coming up, and we will talk to you next week. This is airing it out.
files from Leahy's broadcast booth. We'll talk to you next week. Hi, this is John Leahy. Please check out my website at johnrleahy.com. You can explore the history of my time in sportscasting from my early days to the present. You can view my resume, listen and watch my audio and video demonstration reels, as well as learn about this podcast, my internet radio station, the Harbor Light Sessions Radio Network, watch my music demos, learn about my books, audiobook narration, and you can check out my event calendar. There's also an informational section with tips and tools in broadcasting, along with my personal influences and cool links. Check it out at johnrleahy.com.